So we're holding by Malach Malaf where Perak Yidbeis Pasuk Dalad this year we started as a Chasili Nishmasi Chaskal Shrag Ben Avram Yehuda Cholsvi as Chasili Nishmasi Bichil Mechavanasha Moshe Ben Daniel Chaim Elazar Ben Shem Shenari and Esther Tzeril Basi Chaskal as well as Chas Fufur Shlema Chaim Moshe Shua Ben Malka Chaim Dov Ben Minarachal. So we saw last time that Rechavim travels to Shechem to be coronated there, and the rest of Klal Yisrael summons Yeravim to meet with Rechavim there. So Pasuk Dalad they present their demands to Rechavim. So they say, Avicha Hiksha Esulenu, your father uh, made our yoke very difficult, meaning the yoke of taxation, your father excessively taxed us. The Ata Ata, and you now, you should lighten, you should ease and alleviate some of that difficult workload that your father placed upon us. And from the excessive burden, the heavy yoke that Asher Nosanalenu that he placed upon us. And if you will do so, then we will serve you. So although Shloimei had brought peace and prosperity to Klai Yisrael, but there was an excessive taxation policy. And the Abarbanel says that this was a result of Shloimei's decline in his wealth towards the end of his malchus as a result of his averis. He, had, um, he didn't have as much money coming in, and he still had to pay for the large household and the cavalry that he that he um, that he maintained, and so therefore, because his needs did not change, but his income did, so he had to tax the people in order to make up for it. However, the Redak says that the complaint was completely unjustified because the benefits during Shlomo's Malchus far outweighed the burdens, the negative. And even if it was an excessive tax, it was a very large tax, but the benefits outweighed, outweighed the, the negatives. The reason why the people complained, says the Abarbanel, is that Hashem influenced the people to do so in order to bring about a fulfillment of the Nevuah of Achia's prophecy. The Ebenezra offers a reason why the Torah says not to have an excessive amount of wealth, meaning a melech should not accumulate too much money, because if you become preoccupied with obtaining a lot of money, that will cause you to impose heavy taxes on the people, which ultimately will lead them to rebel. And he brings Shlomi as an example, because Shlomi excessively taxed the people. That led to the rebellion that they launched against their, his successor, Rechava. The Malbim explains that there are two types of Malchus, and the people here are contrasting the two types. The first type of Malchus is where the king has limitations, where he can't do whatever he wants, and he's relying and he's ruling and his authority is based on the, uh, uh, um, the acceptance of the people. And therefore, there are limitations to what he can, uh, he can implement and the demands that he can make. The second type of Malchus is a Malchus where the king rules without any, any limitations. He can pass whatever laws he wants. He basically could be as excessive as he wants. Now, in the beginning, when David started to rule, it was a limited malchus, where the people accepted David, but he couldn't do whatever he wanted. However, Shloimai extended his authority to the point where there were no limitations, where he was able to impose excessive requirements on the people, and anyone who didn't get in line would be put to death. And therefore, the people experienced during Shloimai's rule, they experienced a different type of machas than they did under David. So what the people are saying now to Rechavam is that during your father's reign, he imposed upon us a, a, a authority that was beyond what we normally accepted, what we initially accepted under David. And he was, it, it may have been justified, and we were quiet during Shlomo's reign for two reasons. First of all, because he was an, a great king. And second of all, because... He was already the king by the time we realized what was happening, right? David appointed him to be the successor, and we had no choice. He was our king, and by the time he implemented his rule, 
we had no choice but to go along with it. However, you, the Atta, Atta, you are different. First of all, Atta, you are not Shleimai. And second of all, Atta, now, you're not the king. You're not yet the king. And so you have to agree to this Tanoi, this condition that we give you, or else we will not accept your authority. And what are the conditions? First of all, remove the excessive taxation that he put upon us. And secondly, the, the harsh yoke, meaning we want to go back to the original type of malchus that David had, which was a limited type of malchus, where you couldn't do, where the king couldn't do whatever he wanted and impose excessive authority on the people just based on his whim. So the Malbum learns there were two requests here. Number one, to reduce the taxes, and number two, to reduce the authority of the king. The Mitsuda says that the people's claim and complaint to Rechavam was that you are not as great as your father. Your father was a great king to the point where people searched him out from all ends of the earth to come visit him and pay him homage. You are not that great, and therefore you do not have a right to have an excessive household, an excessive number of horses like your father did, and therefore ease the burden that your father placed upon us. He may have been justified, but you are not the same. The Chaimah Sanoch says that the people's referring to what Shleimai placed upon them was Avicha Hiksha Esuleinu, he excessively hardened or placed a harsh burden on us. So meaning, says the Chaim Asanov, that although according to Shleimah's kavod and Shleimah's glory, it was befitting to place such an excessive burden on us, befitting his malchus, but as far as we were concerned, it was an ol that was too hard. It was an excessive burden. He, it was befitting his stature. He was the type of king that deserved that type of service, but for us, it was still excessive based on our means, and therefore we ask you to reduce it. At the end of the Pasuk, the people say, V'navdeka, that if you will give in to this condition, then we will serve you. So the art scroll lays out the two possibilities of what the people were saying. The first is that it seems like just straight up, if you read the words and you take it at face value, the people wanted to negotiate a settlement. They basically said, we will accept you, Rechavim, as the king, but here are certain preconditions that we want you to agree with. However, the art scroll also brings down, it could be that the people wanted to come up with a condition that they knew that it would be impossible for, your, for Rechavim to accept. And really, all they were looking for was a pretext to be able to desert him as the king and follow Yeruvim. And so therefore, they made a condition that they knew, or they presented a condition that they knew Rechavim would not accept, again, to use that as a pretext to rebel and to follow and to secede under Yeruvim.